Hello there, everybody. It is Thursday. My name's Max. This is Max Sports. I'm going to bring you on a football journey today, just like I do every day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. Despite what ESPN claims, there are actually more things to this football season than Coach Deion Sanders at Colorado and Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift. I'm going to talk about more than those two things and you want to know something surprising? We actually have a football game tonight, so we don't have to talk about them. We're going to talk about Thursday night football between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. After that, I want to jump into my picks for the week. I will start off, of course, with Thursday night football. Then I will pick every single NFL game for this weekend to see if I get everything correct. Have yet to do that, but hey, we still need to do our picks and see how good we do. Let's get into our episode. So, I'm going to break down Thursday Night Football on Prime Video tonight between the Lions and the Packers. Then, I'm going to move over to the picks for the rest of the week. It's kind of going to be a shift into that. To start things off, let me break down the Lions and the Packers. I'll break down both teams, share some players, share the injury reports, uh, what I think the teams are going to do, pick my, uh, make my pick, and then share why I think that's going to be the case. All right. To start things off, this is something I didn't even realize. The Detroit Lions are looking to, to beat the Packers for the fourth straight time. That's something I didn't even realize. I feel like we always lose to the Packers as a Lions fan, so I didn't realize it's been like over a year since we've lost to them. Hopefully we're not due for it. When it comes to the spread tonight, Detroit is favored by two points on the road at Lambeau Field and ESPN's matchup predictor has the Lions as a 53.7% favorite over the over the Packers so keep an eye on all of that when it comes to the playmakers let's start on offense to start things off we have a very experienced quarterback for Detroit and Jared Goff a guy who's revived his career in Detroit now having a Pro Bowl season last year looking like he's going to build off of it this year already throwing for 819 yards five touchdowns, and two interceptions. For the Green Bay Packers, they have Jordan Love, a guy who's making his first real season as the starter. He's looked pretty good so far, passing for 655 yards, seven touchdowns, and one interception. I think that between the quarterback battles, they're a little similar. I think Goff has a little more experience, and I think Jordan Love has a little more playmaking ability. What do I mean by that? Goff is more of a product of the system, and I'm not saying that he would be a, a bum. Like he's a, he's a competent NFL veteran quarterback. The thing with him, though, is he's kind of a statue. If the play doesn't work right, he can't escape the pocket and throw on the run and you know use his legs and make guys miss and escape the pocket. He kind of just throws the ball away. For Jordan Love, he's kind of more of that improviser guy where if the play does break down, he can run around, he can move throughout the pocket, he can run if he has to, he can make off-balance throws. Everything like a modern NFL quarterback is is you know projected to be nowadays. When it comes to the run game, we have David Montgomery for the Detroit Lions. He's actually going to be out. He's our leading rusher with 141 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. That means it's going to be up to Jameer Gibbs, the first-round pick out of Alabama last year. He's going to be leading the running game with most likely Craig Reynolds and Zonovan Knight as the backups. 
I think that the Lions have a pretty good run game. Obviously, they're missing Montgomery, who's more of a grit, grind, fight for the first down kind of running back. Gibbs is a speedster. Get him out in space, and he might be the fastest player on the field. And I really do mean that. He is a speedster. He's actually surprisingly been able to break tackles and make tackles miss in space. And he can play in the receiving game as well. I think his best comparison could be an Alvin Kamara type player. I just haven't really seen the Lions use him in the passing game as much as Alvin Kamara would, for uh, perhaps. As for the Packers, A.J. Dillon is leading the team in rushing yards, but he is actually the backup to Aaron Jones, who's expected to be back after missing last week due to an injury. I think this will much greatly improve the, the run game for Green Bay, and I think it's something that they desperately need. As for the receivers and the skill positions of this team, we have to talk about Detroit's receiving core. I think it's actually a very good one. Sam Laporta. Yes, the rookie tight end out of Iowa is actually leading all tight ends in the NFL in receiving yards right now. He had a huge touchdown last week against uh, Atlanta. He is going to be a weapon that the Lions look to in this one. The biggest weapon, though, for Detroit has to be Amon Ross St. Brown. 21 catches already on the season for 257 yards and a touchdown. St. Brown might not be the guy that gets like some crazy 50, 60 yard play, but you know what? He gets 10 to 20 yard catches all night. And he will get four, five first downs, it feels like. He's the go-to guy for the Lions when it comes to a safety net, a guy that Goff trusts, and he's he very rarely ever drops passes. I really do like this receiver. He also can be used in jet sweeps and run plays or screens, so keep an eye on them using him for that. Similar type of player. I think he's got a little more speed than St. Brown, but he's not much a, as much of a route runner. That's Jaden Reed. He actually leads the Green Bay Packers in receiving yards right now with 148 and two touchdowns on the season. Jaden Reed is a first-year rookie out of Go Green, Michigan State. He's doing really good for this Green Bay Packers offense, and he might be a spark that they weren't even expecting on the season. They do also have receivers like Romeo Dobbs, who's been very solid, and Christian Watson is looking to make his debut for the Packers. Overall, this is a pretty balanced matchup I'm looking at when it comes to the players playing here tonight. When it comes to the skill positions, I think I do like the Packers a little bit more than the Lions uh, when it comes to receivers, but I do like Sam Laporta uh, as a very good receiving weapon for them. In the run game, Aaron Jones should be a big uh, upgrade, we'll say, over A.J. Dillon. I don't think he's a very good running back in this league, but Jones brings a dynamic um, level of speed and receiving ability that the Lions will have to look out for tonight. Let's talk about the defense, though. What is the defense known for? Well, right now, the Detroit Lions defense, I think if there's one thing I could highlight about them, I've watched every single game they've played this year, they stop the run so far on the year. They are only giving up 72 yards on the ground, which is one of the best in the NFL. They've shut down every running back they've played, and they've played some pretty good ones. Let's talk about week two. Kenneth Walker, outside of being a goal line warrior, he really wasn't getting a ton of yardage on the ground. They shut down rookie sensation Bajon Robinson last week and Tyler Algier, probably one of the best run games in all of football. And then week one, uh, the, the Lions beat uh, the Chiefs and shut down Isaiah Pacheco, making Mahomes need to run the ball more or throw the ball more. Now, 
the the Chiefs aren't really a, a run first team. I'd say the Packers are probably going to run it a little bit more. But that's a discrepancy I'm seeing right there. Here's a correlation. As of right now, the Packers average about 90 yards on the ground, and the Lions are only giving up 72. Whereas the Packers defense is giving up 136 yards per game, and the Lions offense is only getting 111 yards per game. So one of those stats isn't going to be true after tonight, I don't think. Either the, the defense is going to stop the Packers' run game more than it's projected, or the Lions are, might run for more than what they're supposed to, that, that they've been doing. So that's one thing I'd want to keep an eye on if I were you. Who can control the run game? That could end up being the difference on who wins this game. Who can control the clock if they get a lead? When it comes to the defense as well, one thing that I wanted to notice is that the Lions are giving up more through the air than the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are only giving up 219 yards per game right now, while the pa or while the Lions are giving up 251. Now, does that mean one defense is better than the other? I don't really know yet. That's why we play the games. I'll say looking at the previous opponents, Green Bay played a similar opponent in Atlanta, a, a game that they lost. Uh, but this is still what I mean by this is it's a run first team. Then they play the Bears, another run first team. Justin Fields is not a great passer. They're trying to run the ball a lot. And then they played the New Orleans Saints, who got out to a hot start to begin with. But then once Derek Carr got injured, they weren't able to necessarily move the ball at all. And the Packers defense really moved up and, sh and shut down the Saints. So... Yes, they, they aren't allowing a lot of passing yards, but they also really haven't played a lot of teams that could pass the ball. This would be their first big threat because Detroit averages 273 yards throughout the air right now. So either this defense is going to have to shut down the Lions offense and they might get exposed because this is their first real test for it. Or this Packers defense is legit and the Lions are going to have to find another way to win other than through the air. So this is two different play styles that are going to be colliding, I think. And we're going to have to see which ideologies, which team, what team can execute their system better or what team can win in a way that they usually don't get to. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. Honestly, this might be my game of the week. Uh, not just because I'm a Lions fan, because I'll be honest, I, I haven't picked them at all so far throughout the week, but I'm looking at the primetime games and they look terrible. I'm looking at this game. I think it's going to be pretty good. The winner wins the, or takes the division lead. And, and the loser's still in second place. Like, this is 1A and 1B right now. And I so I think both teams are very respectable. Let's look at the injury report real quick, because this could maybe play into a selection. So, to start things off, on the Packers' side, they are going to be missing David Bakhtiari and Eldon Jenkins, a guard and a tackle for their team. They're missing two starting offensive linemen. Zane Anderson, a safety, is out. They are going to be getting Aaron Jones back, obviously, and Christian Watson is expected to make his debut. That are Those are all good things for the offense that sometimes has looked a little um, eh so far. I'll just say eh through a couple games throughout the season. Despite the Packers being 2-1, and one, there are times where the offense does not look great. I think that's what cost them in Atlanta, uh, especially with Aaron Jones out. So we're, we might see a level of this Green Bay Packers offense we have yet to see. Um, for the Lions, they are going to be missing a couple players as well. David Montgomery, I've already mentioned the starter, is going to be out. Halapula Vaitai, their starting right guard, is out. Matt Nelson, their backup tackle, is out. And Taylor Decker, their starting left tackle, is out. So, again, offensive line issues on both ends for both teams. 
for the Lions, they will be getting uh, um, Emmanuel Mosley back, though. He will be making his debut for the Lions. He could arguably be the best corner on their team. So that is something to look forward to. And Kirby Joseph, their safety that got hurt against Seattle, should be back as well. Some highlight players I want to name on each side of the ball. For the Packers, it's got to be Christian Watson. I know I mentioned he's going to be coming back. He could be a hidden gear that this Packers offense needed to really get going on the season and average more points per game. Uh, Watson is an athletic freak. He's a speedster, but he's also like six foot five. He's just, he could be a, an elite weapon in this league if he can stay healthy and he can, you know, get into this offense and get some rhythm. For the Lions, a key player I wanted to mention on offense, it's got to be, <clears throat> it's got to be Jameer Gibbs. They drafted this guy 12th overall. He could be an Alvin Kamara type player, a speedster in the receiving game. Get him in space. It could be a problem. For the defensive sides, I have to talk about the Detroit Lions. How about Brian Branch, a guy that the Lions actually traded with for the Packers to get in the NFL draft last year. He has been a nightmare all over the field. Lay in the wood, hitting some hard, uh, laying out some hard hits on players. He has a pick six on the season. He's had some huge tackles for loss. He is a monster out there. He can play in the nickel, but he also has been a safety at times. So he can do it all. He's been a really good elite coverage guy, and he's been a really good just kind of in-space tackler. He very rarely misses tackles. So I'd obviously say Brian Branch there. On the Packers' defensive side, I'm going to talk about Rashawn Gary. He didn't play in any of the games last year that the Packers lost to the or to the Lions. He is probably their best pass rusher. They're going to need him to, to force some pressure on Jared Goff and make him make some mistakes. Jared Goff is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL if you give him a clean pocket to find all of his reads. Very rarely does he make turnovers. Very rarely does he make bad decisions. The only time he does that is when he is pressured. Get sacks, make it third and miserable, make it third and long, and the Packers could have a real good chance at winning this game. So my prediction, I think this will be a more low-scoring game. I think it could be like a 23-20 to 20 or 23-21 to 21 game. I'm going to take the Lions, though, in this one. Yes, the Packers are going to be getting more pieces back. However, I think that the Lions are set to potentially have a better offense despite the returns of Christian Watson, especially with the addition of Emmanuel Mosley coming back. And I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be the best defensive player on the field, forcing Jordan Love to potentially make some errors. I like Jared Goff a little more in this matchup as well. I think the run game is going to even itself out. I think both teams could get splash plays through the ground, but I don't think any team is going to win with the run game. And then I do think that the, the Lions have a couple more experienced receivers, some more vets, um, that will end up being the difference in this one. I think it'll be very close, though. Honestly, I think this could be a really good game. Honestly, as a fan, I'm hoping for my Lions to win. There might be some bias in that, so take my pick with a grain of salt. I have picked my Lions every single game this season. Um, I'll keep it this way, though. If there was a game I wouldn't have picked, I wouldn't pick, it would be this one. It's it's that close, but I am looking at the small details. I'm looking at how the teams want to play, and I'm, I'm thinking that the Lions have a chance at winning this one. One little detail of what I think will help the Lions offense a little more than the Packers offense. The Lions love play action. They, are, they look like a traditional run first team at times, but what they actually like to do sometimes is run only to get like a second and manageable or a third and short, you know, get it to like a 
second and eight or not second, eight, second and two, or like a third and three or something. And then they like to pull out play action. They use a lot of movement. They use a lot of confusion and that usually sets up a very safe, easy pass. So if the lions can run the ball enough to set up those third and manageables, keep an eye on how much clock they can run off and how many points they could put up. It's a very hard offense to beat. And if they can pull it off tonight, I think it's going to be a very uh, comfortable win for the Detroit Lions. So keep an eye on that. Lions over Packers on Thursday night football. We're going to move over to the picks this week, though, up next. All right, everybody, it's time for the picks. Again, I'm going to be playing on ESPN Pigskin Pick'em. So far on the season, I am 29 and 19, which... Isn't too bad in my eyes. Um, according to ESPN's ranking, I rank, or my record ranks, 158,567. So to anyone behind me, uh, sucker. No, but <laughs> let's see if we can do a little better this week for the picks. I've already explained to you that I got the Lions over the Packers. So let's just jump to our first game. This one starts at 9 a.m. on ESPN+. Plus. So there'll be 12 people watching this one. The Atlanta Falcons playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this one I have a balance of is who do I pick? Do I pick the quarterback that elevates the team or do I pick the team that elevates the quarterback? I think Atlanta has a better roster. I think that they've been playing better on the season. The only problem for me is Desmond Ritter. I watched him play my Lions last week and he's the, I think he's, for sure the reason they did not score more than two field goals. They did not look good. They did not play good. It was it was bad. And I think it was mainly Ritter, Ritter's fault because Bajon Robinson can't get anything going if the defense doesn't believe in Desmond Ritter. They brought so much pressure, and there was not a single time, and I will say it again, there was not a single time Desmond Ritter could read the pressure and beat the blitz or beat the pressure and, and burn the lions for sending so many people after him. Not once he would run out of the pocket and get sacked. He would freeze up in the pocket and get sacked. He would run out of the pocket and get hit out of bounds. It was an ugly game for him. The only thing is the Jacksonville Jaguars as a team have looked as ugly as Desmond Ritter. Calvin Ridley apparently has forgotten how to play football. Maybe he bet money on that. Who knows? Knowing his gambling habits, but, um, Calvin Ridley struggled severely. Trevor Lawrence has not looked great at times. The offensive line has not looked great at times. And the defense has been solid enough to keep them in games, but obviously not solid enough to help them win games. I'm going to take Atlanta in this one. I might be crazy. It could be a breakout game for Jacksonville, and we look back at this one as like, why did you pick the Falcons, dude? But as of today, I think the Falcons have been playing better. It's a neutral game in London. So I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. In our next game at 1 o'clock on CBS, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills to beat the Dolphins. Now, some people might say I'm crazy no matter what side I pick. If I pick the Bills, people will go, you're going to pick against a team that just scored 70 points? Maybe, I guess. But if I pick the Dolphins, it's going to be, you're going to pick against a team that's got home field advantage? The one thing I will say is the Dolphins have had the Bills number even in their home stadium. So um, this could this could be a really good battle. I think I'm going to take the Bills in this one, though. I think the Bills need this one. If they win, it, it shows how much this win is important. If the Bills win, they're 3-1 and one and a game and a half over the Dolphins. I say a half game because they have the tiebreaker over them. But if they lose, they are then 
two and two, and the Dolphins are four and zero. Oh, and now they're not only a division game behind the Dolphins, but they also are a tiebreaker behind and a game behind. So this is one they desperately need to win. The Bills' defense has really looked good the last couple weeks, so I'm gonna take the Bills. On the next one, this might be the worst game of the week on CBS. We have the Broncos at the Bears. I think the Bears look defeated and dead. And I'm saying that against, uh, you know, picking against a team that scored, that had 70 scored on them. We're going to pick Broncos country, I guess. I like Russell Wilson more than I like Justin Fields. And I like the Broncos defense more than I like the Bears defense. Yes, I like the 70 point Broncos defense more than I like the Bears defense. I think this Bears team is just dead inside. I mean, their D coordinator's gone for very potential illegal reasons. The Justin Fields is struggling. He's complaining in the media. Matt Eberflus is probably going to be the first coach fired. DJ Moore has done nothing in a Bears uniform. The team looks dead inside. Apparently, they've had $100,000 of property stolen from their stadium last week. So the Bears are just dead. They are dead, and it is week three. Give me Broncos country. On the next game, I will be taking the Cleveland Browns over the Baltimore Ravens. This is a CBS game at 1 o'clock. I'm taking the Browns, even though I do not like their offense. The only time that they have lost are the Steelers, and that's when they gave up two scooping scores. Yeah, I don't think it's likely that they are going to have two fumbles that are recovered for touchdowns. Other than that, their defense is elite. They've been able to shut down almost every team they've played. Give me the Browns to defeat the Ravens in this game. In our next game, a Sunday 1 o'clock game on Fox, we got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans. I don't like Tennessee at all, but I also haven't felt very convinced that the Bengals are that good either. Joe Burrow finally is passing for touchdowns, but again, it's not looking pretty. He's been kind of awful on the season. The blocking has been awful. There's no run game. The only thing that I will say is Tennessee's D-line is actually pretty solid. Jeffrey Simmons is a really good player I like. I will say this. The Bengals don't really run the ball, though. They're one of those teams kind of like the Chiefs, kind of like the Bills sometimes, where their run plays are just short passes. So they don't really run the ball convincingly a lot. And uh, so Tennessee's D-line might not be able to pressure them when they get the ball out really quick. But again. This is probably a closer game than I'd like to admit. I will take Cincy on the road. Maybe I'm stupid, but I think the Bengals get to 2-2 two and two here. Up next, on Fox at 1 o'clock, we have the Rams at the Colts. I am going to pick the Rams in this one. Yes, Cooper Cup is not coming back yet, but I still think that this Rams team overall is better than the Colts. The Colts have surprised some people, though. They won games that they weren't supposed to. They knocked off the Ravens last week in overtime. I believe Gardner Minshew is still going to be the quarterback. I don't think Anthony Richardson is back yet, which is a concern for me. Um, overall, I like Matthew Stafford. No matter who plays quarterback on the other side, I think he's a good veteran piece. And I think that his you know, receptions of Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakuna, those are going to be two really good weapons for him to get the ball out and make some big splash plays. And then Kyron Williams has been a surprising okay running back for this team so far. So again, I will take the Rams in this one. And I do like the defense of the Rams more than I like the Colts on to the next one at one o'clock on Fox. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the new Orleans saints. Now I think both teams have pretty solid defenses. Honestly, the Buccaneers only gave up 25 to the Philadelphia Eagles. 
and there were a couple turnovers in that game that helped the Eagles score more points. For the Saints, I would easily pick them in this one if, and I will say if, again, Derek Carr was healthy. But they are not. I think that the Superdome is one of the best home field advantages, but I'm still going to take the Buccaneers to defeat the Saints on the road. On my next game on Fox at 1 p.m., we got the Eagles playing the Commanders. I think this is a lock for me, and this is one of the safest picks of the week. Eagles at home, yeah, I'm going to take them to defeat the Commanders. Sam Howell really looked bad in his last performance. Um, he looked bad in his last two performances, let's be honest here. So uh, I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. I'm still not sold on this offense at times with the Eagles. They, they over-rely on the tush-push sometimes, but... I, I still like this Eagles offense more than the Washington offense, and I think the defense is going to be the difference in this one. Up next, we have the second battle of winless teams this week, the Minnesota Vikings and the Carolina Panthers. I think the Minnesota Vikings need to win this one to save jobs, and I mean that. I think Aiden O'Connell needs to be on the hot seat if he loses a fourth straight game by one possession this year. Dumb decisions have costed the Vikings turnovers, I swear they've like fumbled 10 times on the season already. Kirk Cousins has had five turnovers between interceptions and fumbles. Their offensive line is partially the reason for that. They can't get blocking and they can't protect Cousins well at all at times. This is against Andy Dalton and the Panthers though. If they cannot beat the freaking Panthers with a backup quarterback, sell everything. Just cut everyone, fire everyone. It's over. I'm taking Minnesota in this one because the Kirk Cousins-Justin Jefferson duo should, I will say it again, should be the difference. But I've also been saying that for three weeks now. On to the next one. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Houston Texans. Call me crazy, but I think Houston has the better quarterback in this matchup. C.J. Stroud has not only been one of the best rookie quarterbacks in the league so far on the season, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in general. Houston might have an under-the-radar win here potential and keep Pittsburgh, keep an eye on Pittsburgh for having a potential upset alert. Um, am I stupid? Am I stupid enough to pick Houston? Should I, friends? Should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? I'm going to do it. Fine. Houston, you're going to upset the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe I'm stupid. We'll see if this bites me in the butt. I just think that the Houston Texans have a better run team. I like their offense a little more. Should I do? Ah, this is hard for me. I don't know why. I just feel like the Texans are a sneaky good team this year. I think they're better than a lot of people think. So I guess, yeah, keep an eye on the Houston Texans to potentially knock off the Steelers. On to the next one. We got the Los Angeles Chargers uh, hosting the Raiders. You know what? Back up. Nope. Steelers. I changed it. All right. Back to the next game. <laughs> the The Chargers hosting the Raiders. I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. Both of these teams are incompetent. Both of them are stupid. Both of them know how to blow games. Both of them don't care about winning. Actually, both of them don't know how to. They need a textbook on NFL games for dummies. Um, the Chargers should have lost last week when they went for it on their own 20-yard line with a minute to go, perfectly setting up the Vikings to potentially win it. And then the Raiders are the Raiders. And again, they went for a field goal while they were down by eight and had a chance to tie the game. So both of these teams are stupid. Who's going to be more stupid? 
I don't really know yet. I think that the the Chargers have more talent, so I'm going to hope that their talent uh, blinds the stupidity of this team. So on to the next one. We got the Cowboys and the Patriots. Man, I think this is going to be a closer game than some people want to admit. I don't think the Cowboys should be too worried. I think they should be favored in this game. But I do think this Belichick uh, defense is going to be a problem for the Cowboys. If they can't do what they did again, you know, if they put up a similar performance against the Cardinals and don't put up a ton of points, this could be a game where Mac Jones can keep him in it, play the ball, you know, play safe football, get first downs, and potentially knock off the Cowboys. Do I think that is going to happen? No. Should I get my hopes up? No. I'm taking Dallas in this one. I think they'll win comfortably. Another safe pick, I'll put it this way. Yes, the Cardinals knocked off the Cowboys at home. They're not going to do that against the 49ers. Give me San Fran. Another quick one for you. The Chiefs are not going to be beating the New York Jets. Or, sorry, uh, the Jets are not going to be beating the Chiefs. Um, Zach Wilson sucks, and the Chiefs are going to destroy them. It'll be over by halftime. Last game, the Seahawks and the Giants. Um, Yeah, give me Seattle in this one. I think that they're a better team. I think the Giants are struggling without Saquon Barkley. They're missing a lot on offense. Uh, I just like this Chiefs team. Or the, well, we'll just do the primetime games. I guess the Chiefs and the Seahawks both on the road to win. How many total points will be scored in this one? Well, I'm assuming the Giants, they're playing a competent opponent. So I'd say they'll probably score 10, and I think the Seahawks will score probably maybe 24. So we'll do 34 points. All right, so those are the picks. Again, we got Lions, Falcons, Bills, Broncos, Browns, Bengals, Rams, Buccaneers, Eagles, Vikings, Steelers, corrected that one, Chargers, Cowboys, 49ers, Chiefs, Seahawks, oh my. So that is where we're at. Those picks, they are locked in. They are official. Which one will I regret the most? Probably the ones that I changed impulsively throughout the day. So those are my picks to lock in. You can see how I'm doing in the Maxed Sports Group leaderboard on ESPN Fantasy, Pigskin Pick'em. You can use that either on a mobile device or a web browser. So, yeah, you can follow along if you want. You, there are also people in my group. I'm currently in second place in the group. There are some people that I think thought this was a one-week game, but we are on week four of it, and they only have um, 16 games picked. So, yeah, uh, there are some people that are still doing it, though, so thank you to all who keep playing. It is neck and neck. I mean, last place that for those who are actually playing um, – Last place is 27 and 21, and first place is 32 and 15. So it is anybody's game still this early in the season. I can't wait to see who wins. My name is Max. This has been Max Sports. I'm going to say thank you all to uh, whoever's been listening. Let's get our weekend of NFL football under the way. Remember, tomorrow we're going to recap this game. So I might be a very sad Lions fan, or I might be talking about how we could go to the Super Bowl. Who knows? Uh, I'm, I'm very bipolar when it comes to our performances. But after that, we have some college picks to make on Friday. I want to highlight some of my favorite games, things to look out for. So that's what I want to share with you tomorrow. Keep an eye out for that. My name is Max. This has been Max Sports. I will see you tomorrow. Adios.